Coming up on today's federal newscast, agencies are finding ways to survive the partial government shutdown, find out what effect it's having on their work. A group of feds sound off about how they really feel about the shutdown. Meanwhile, federal employees get another lawsuit demanding payment for them during the shutdown. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Tax refunds will go out on time, even if a partial government shutdown drags on. The IRS says it will start processing tax returns for the upcoming filing season on January 28th. Office of Management and Budget Acting Director Russ Vaught says the Trump administration is reversing course on an Obama administration decision to not issue refunds during a shutdown. The deadline for most taxpayers to file is April 15th. Therefore, the IRS will soon order many of its furloughed employees back to work under an updated shutdown guidance. The agency announces it will exempt a significant portion of its workforce once it releases a new tax filing season-specific shutdown guidance to employees in the coming days. The agency furloughed more than 88% of its workforce back in December under a contingency plan meant to last only through December 31st. Virginia Senators Tim Kaine and Mark Warner have asked Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin about an updated shutdown guidance. Federal courts will be able to continue operating until January 18th with their limited funds during the partial government shutdown. The administrative office of the U.S. courts says courts are being asked to delay non-mission critical expenses such as new hires, non-case-related travel, and certain contracts. If the shutdown goes past the 18th, the judiciary will only conduct, quote, essential work. Federal employees working without pay during the partial government shutdown have another lawsuit on their behalf to watch. The National Treasury Employees Union is suing the Trump administration now over the government shutdown. NTU filed the suit in the U.S. Court of Federal Claims. The union says the administration is violating the Fair Labor Standards Act by requiring federal employees to work without pay during the shutdown. NTU is demanding full compensation for impacted employees and 100% matching liquidated damages. NTEU's lawsuit follows another one filed by a private federal employment law firm that was filed on behalf of the American Federation of Government Employees before the new year. The Army and the EPA say the government shutdown is delaying their plans to implement the Trump administration's new Waters of the United States rule. The proposal would reduce the number of waterways protected by the Clean Water Act. A public hearing set to take place two weeks from now on the new rule has been postponed because most EPA employees are furloughed. The shutdown has also delayed publication of the proposed rule in the Federal Register. A group of federal employees say they do not support the partial government shutdown despite the president's claims to the contrary. Federal employees at the Census Bureau, NASA, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, and Housing and Urban Development say the shutdown is impacting them personally. They tell stories at a roundtable with Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen. One employee says she's not sure she'll be able to secure a mortgage later this month due to the shutdown. Another says she applied for free and reduced school lunches for her daughter because of the shutdown. 
Congressman Benny Thompson, chairman of the Homeland Security Department, is pressing TSA Administrator David Pekoski on how many TSA officers are calling out sick and what contingency plans the agency has in place to address possible mass callouts. CNN reports hundreds of TSA officers from four major airports called out sick last week. TSA responded to the reports on Twitter, writing that screening times are well within the agency's standards despite the callouts. Congresswoman Robin Kelly and Congressman Will Hurd reintroduced their bill to strengthen the role of the federal chief information officer. The bill passed the House in November but never got a Senate vote. It would rename the Office of E-Government as the Office of the Federal CIO, and the federal CIO would need to report directly to the OMB director, and the federal chief information security officer reports directly to the federal CIO. A new congressional committee gets its new chairman. Washington Democrat Derek Kilmer will lead the Select Committee on the Modernization of Congress. Upon being named, Kilmer said the committee is an important step forward in renovating the House. The Select Committee was created in a package of House rules changes spearheaded by Representative Jim McGovern. The bipartisan group is charged with studying ways to improve and modernize the operation of Congress. Kilmer himself was a business consultant with the Washington state firm McKinsey & Company. And the Air Force's new Agile Software Development Office is growing, and quickly. More now from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The Boston-based innovation hub known as Castle Run plans to hire about 50 more civilian employees this month. In a highly unusual feat for the federal government, it's planning to interview candidates over the course of two days later this month and give them job offers on the spot. The Air Force created Castle Run to speed up its software development process. So far, it's managed to deliver about a dozen new applications within a matter of months. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 